Three important things that he said that made profound impact to me. And he said, the devil is not our problem. Sin is not our problem. Ignorance is our problem. Praise God. It is important that you repeat this to yourself, that sin is not my problem. The devil is not my problem. My problem is ignorance. And he only confirmed what the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. The greatest challenge you have in the body of Christ today is knowledge, not just knowledge, articulated knowledge, contextual knowledge, very important. And that area of knowledge that we have, um, that's made us live below our potential is the area of knowledge concerning politics. Can I ask us a question? How many of us here are politicians? How many of us in this hall are politicians? If you're a politician, can I see your hands up? You're a politician, who else is a politician in this place? Very good, only one person. You see, that is another manifestation of ignorance. Because you do not know that you are a politician. All of you who are sitting here, you are a politician. You know why you say you're not a politician? Because of ignorance. What you don't know, you don't know. And when you don't know, God expects you to humble yourself and go to those who have that insight to instruct you, educate you, and show you the way. The Bible says, in the days of ignorance, God did what? Overlooked. Now he's calling every one of us to come to a point of knowledge. Every one of you seated here, whether you're a bishop, archbishop, pastor, you are a politician. Question is, what kind of politician are you? And that's just what we want to talk about here this morning, because you see, until we contextualize knowledge, knowledge becomes a burden. Praise God. We must understand that we are God's people. And I want to give us six key scriptures to lay a foundation on a few things I want to share with us this morning. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 1 verse 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Two things, subdue it. Have dominion over what? Adam was here, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, they've not been physically brought into the world. But he says subdue, subdue what? Because God knew somebody was here before Adam and Eve came. I hope you know that. The devil was here before they came. Satan was here before they came. And he knew that he was going to challenge the authority. God has given Adam the authority to take over the whole earth. Because say, heaven has God made for God, and the earth has he given to the sons of men. He has given it to us. But someone is going to contend for you, with you. It says, subdue, have dominion from the beginning. And as we move, come closer, we come to Isaiah chapter number 9, verse 6 and 7. After all the prophets and all the prophesied and everything, the son is going to say, Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Now, child is born, 
son is given. What is the first responsibility to this son? Our leader just talked about responsibility. Now listen, because it's important. Contextual knowledge is what gives you liberty. He says, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called what? Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Verse 7. And it says, of the increase of his government. Verse 6. First responsibility toward government. Second responsibility is to increase his government. He said, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth forward. And he said, who will do it? The zeal of the Lord shall accomplish it. I'm just giving these scriptures. I'm not explaining them. I just I want to bring you to a certain level of understanding. As we move on, we come into New Testament. And um, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and it says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that you might show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, royalty and priesthood. You, royalty has to do with what? Kingship. Royal priesthood. We are kings before we became priests. But over the years, we have spent so much time on our priesthood responsibilities and abandoned our royalty responsibilities. And that is the reason why we are where we are. You were first a royal personality. You are second a priest. But over the years, all of us pastors and teachers have concentrated all our energy in empowering our people on our priestly responsibilities and assignments. And we completely abandon or sometimes mention it in passing our royal responsibilities. Um, Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. Look at what it says. And it says, And had, and had us kings, and made us what? Kings and priests. Kings and priests unto our God. Unto, unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. He made unto us kings and priests. You see, the Holy Spirit understands the arrangement language. Organizing what's supposed to be. You are first kings and priests. I want you to get this in clear, please. The Bible says, you see, you see wisdom or uh, knowledge shall be what? Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. If you don't contextualize knowledge, knowledge becomes a burden. We are first, what? Kings. What else? Priests. Let's further. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 8, verse 10, and it says, And had made us unto our God kings and 
priests. And we shall reign on earth. We are not reigning in heaven. Those of you who want to go to heaven, you will go to heaven, receive a word, and come back. This is our place. Many of you don't know. We are going to reign where? You can't reign in heaven. That's not your place. There's a king there. Two kings don't reign in one dominion. Have you know that? There's a king already there. He is the one. We are going to reign. He said, we'll reign where? On earth. There can't, can't be two kings in the kingdom. It doesn't happen. So he is a king. He said, the earth has God given to the sons of men. The heaven is his place. That's the way it is. We only go to heaven to receive a word for the good work we've done. Okay? And we come back here and reign on earth. Okay? Finally. I, I will take it, but let me just read it now. It says, in book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 15, Jesus said, I'm sending you into what? I'm I said, behold, I send you forth as what? A ship in the midst of what? Wolves. Be ye therefore as wise as serpent and as what? Harmless as what? Dove. Brothers and sisters, we are in this world. Jesus said, you are in this world, but you're not of this world. For you to survive and succeed and have dominion in this world, you need a quantum level of serpentine wisdom. What does serpentine wisdom? Jesus said, I didn't say so. He said, be as wise as what? Serpent. I'll contextualize knowledge. So he don't say, I say, you, you, you see, knowledge has to be what? Contextualize. He said, be as wise as a serpent. And the Bible, the Bible says, for the serpent was, was what? Subtle, the most subtle of all the animals. The most subtle, discreet, intelligent, smart. That was what made him, that was why the enemy saw him. This is the one I need to enter to enable me to talk to Eve. Praise God. So why am I saying all this? Brothers and sisters, we are all politicians. Why we don't know that we are politicians is because of the definitions. What we see happen around us. We now think, I am not a politician because from your, from the definitions that you've seen, you say, this is dirty, this is bad, politicians are this, this are that. So because of that, you want to show that you're holy, you're righteous, you have a holy panache, therefore you say, I am not politician because politicians do certain things therefore you think because they do certain things you don't want to see yourself as a that is who your father is God is a politician and I'm going to explain it to you what is politics because you see when we don't understand what these things are our framing of them most of our framings is based on our environment I was discussing with somebody this morning that we are creatures of two things nature and nurture Nature is what we are born with. When we are, we are born, the Spirit of God brings us into this world by being born again, okay? Then you begin to be nurtured. It is what you are fed that begins to manifest. We are a product of our nurturing. Have you know that? The teachings your pastors give to you and the one you receive are what you begin to manifest. So we have received the wrong teaching in the 80s when some of us got born again. We are told that poverty is what makes you look righteous. And that was it, that was where we are brought up. And we also thought politics is 
completely out of place for us because it's dirty. And the time came when prosperity became another thing, and so brethren ran off one end. Everybody pursued one. So it's about either you're here or you're here. That is God's, that's not God's way for us. It's to be balanced Christian people. Understand what money is. Understand what money can do and what money cannot do. So you need to understand what politics is. Praise God. So then what is politics? Sorry, the, the, I'm, I'm going to round up. The, see, policy is simply is about power. Remember, God told him, subdue. How are you going to subdue if you don't have power? Can you subdue something if you don't have power? Policy is about power. It's about control of resources. Who is in control of resources? How are resources appropriated for whose benefit? That's what all is about. Who is in charge? This whole earth is about resources. Our last speaker told us about this earth is a business center. It's about resources. Who is in charge? Who is controlling it? Who is deciding who to give it and who not to have access to it? That's the whole thing about politics. When you understand it from this perspective, you understand that it's your father. Okay, who, resources are there. Who owns them? The earth is the laws, and the fullness thereof belongs to your father. And someone else is controlling your father's resources, and you say, it's not my business. Do you know what you're talking about? Somebody's controlling your father's business and using it to do whatever he likes, even using it against you, and you say, it's not your business. They need to bring you and, and flog you very well. I'm not kidding. I'm not laughing you because if you understand how far we've gone out of this thing, you weep. I'm not kidding. It's terrible what ignorance has made us. So, how does God see politics? What's God's view about politics? What's God's view about politics? God sees politics from Politics and faith, God sees them from the same lens. God sees what? Faith and politics from the same lens. You know, with faith, we claim things. This is not true. We possess things, have you? From the spirit, have you? Everything we want in the physical, we take it in the spirit, have you? It's by faith. In the same way, anything you want in this world, politics give you access to it. God sees what? Politics and faith from the same lens. People's religious faith or lack of it determines the values they bring into the political space. I'm going to explain some few things. Political space. Now, God gives access to power. God is the first person who gave us access to power. When he says, subdue it. He can't ask you to do what he has not given you capacity to do. Praise God. God will not ask you to do something he has not given you the capacity. What is, our leader talked about grace. What is grace? Grace is God's divine ability given to us to enable us to do what we cannot do by our strength. So, that's it. He has already given you what it takes. It's now, have you activated it? Have you put it to use? God's view on politics. That is why, because it's about resources. That's why God is interested in politics. 
Because whoever has political power can do and undo. Do you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> whoever has political power can do and undo. And God will be watching. During COVID-19, how many of you were in your churches? Last year. Did you, are you worshiping as we are supposed to worship? Is it God that said we should not go to church? Is it God that said we should not go to church? Who says so? Political authority. Did God do anything about it? Did God do anything about it? God is interested in how power is used and who uses it. I'm bringing you to why you begin to think, see politics differently. God is interested in power, who is using it, and how it is used. Political power determines people's welfare, people's liberty, and people's prosperity. Political power determines people's what? Welfare, people's what? Liberty, and people's prosperity. You may, because this is not really, we don't have much time, let me also tell you, we are running a master class right now for Christian people who want to contest election in 2023 and not just 2023, any other time. And Christian people who want, who want to work for those who will contest election. And Christian people who want to expand their knowledge and understanding on this thing on politics. We are running a master class right now. It's three months master class. It's online and then we'll have a class tomorrow. It's the first set is on. The second set is starting in June. Now, we are calling it Kingdom Politics and Governance Masterclass. This is very important. Praise God. So, God has allowed government to be the custodian of public resources. God has allowed government to be the custodian of public resources. Therefore, those who manage public resources must be aligned with God's will or God's passion for humanity if things are going to work right. Are we getting somewhere right now? Are we making progress? God has allowed all the resources of Nigeria to be in whose hand? Be, not just in the hands of government. Not, you are a politician. Don't say in hands of politician. In the hands of what? Government. Uh, I said you're a politician. The thing is that I said, yes, I said God has allowed all the resources on earth to allow government to be the custodian of all the resources on earth. That's how God allowed it. And that's the way God decided to allow it to be. So you, can you go and start mining something now? They'll catch you. But say, my father owns it. Go and start mining it. Let's see somebody. Do you get what I'm saying? God has allowed it to be so. Therefore, therefore, you must be interested. You must be part of those who determine those who will manage those resources. That's where politics comes in. That's where you come in. Praise God. That's where you and I come in. Why should you, as a Christian, perspective positive? Basically, to serve God as a representative in administering public resources for public good. This is why God, you are to enter public, there is public politics, there is private politics. Ladies and gentlemen, the man is standing behind me. There is a private politics and a public politics. 
Okay? Yes. So this man is standing behind me and he wants to collect this microphone from me. But you see, this is a book called Politics is a Kingdom Business. I told one of our pastors yesterday, don't discuss anything about politics, Christian politics, except your greatest book. Don't. This book was written in 2017, prior to 2019 election. We gave a copy of this book for all the senior ministers in Nigeria. Personally, they brought to the office to prepare Christians to know how to deal with 2019. But of course, it was not taken seriously. And the consequences we are in it today. So when you see things happening, it's not because God did not tell his people what to do. It's because either they were not paying attention or because our leader said, this one said, is this, how can God be divided? He doesn't. See, because our personal interest supersedes God's wisdom. That's what is brought us. So please pick a copy of this book. It is for your education and your information. The other one you need to pick is the quest for political leadership and citizens' democracy. I talk about public politics and private politics. As I said, I have only 20 minutes, 25 minutes. There are many things I cannot say right here. But you see, if you begin to pick these things, you will understand why you, as a Christian person, just five minutes. Let me tell them how we need to, because how is important. Let them pick how. Because when I say first, how? And I said everybody is a politician, so what are they going to do? Just, uh, it's important I name it. Now, as I said that all of us are politicians, the question is how do you participate? Now we participate in politics in different, pla different platforms. There are public politics, that is those who are members of a political party, who join political party, contest election, and eventually have opportunity to participate in party politics and have opportunity to be appointed into uh, positions, ministers, commissioners, SAs. These are what we call, these are political benefit, benefits of political participation. There are benefits of political participation in the public space. There are benefits. Please, don't ignore it. Now, those who participate in public politics, there are benefits. And you must have access to those benefits for you to prosper. There's nothing wrong in having it. Then private politics, you know, everyone is, if you're married here, you know you're a politician. Every husband plays politics with a wife. Every politician, married person plays politics with a wife. Every wife plays politics with, with their husband. Children play politics with their parents. So we all play just that we don't know. Politics, we play so much in the church. We all know, bishops, nalai, in the workplace. So when you say you're not a politician, you're only being ignorant or inability to contextualize what you're doing. Politics is a politics is life. Politics is what life because life is about resources, access to resources. Who is in charge of resources? How is it distributed? Why is it that your husband, the wife wants the husband to give her all the money so she can? Why doesn't the husband want? So it's about resources. Understand politics from this simple level. So for us, therefore, as Christians, how do we participate? Either you join, how, are they, how many of us are members of a political party? You're not joining now. Tomorrow you start complaining. You're not a member of a political party. You think they'll come to your house and make you a commissioner? It doesn't work like that. Join a political party to be part of benefits of political participation. There is no political platform. Political party is a mere platform. There's no holy political party and there's no godly, ungodly political platform. Please, 
Every congregation of human beings is made up of good and evil. Even in the church. And when the sons of God are gathered, Satan also appeared. Is not true? So please, forget all these things, you demonize it, demonize it. it's not important. Those other people understand it. That is why when the, this platform is serving their interests, they go there. When this platform is no longer serving their interests, they, because they are only seeking for platform to have access to political power. So you need that platform to have access to political power. That, that platform is available through political party. That is what our constitution says for now. Okay? Now, if you don't want to join the political party, what do you do? Raise money to support your brethren who want to contest election. Politics deals with money. There's money, money, money. Money. Ego, money. Politics requires money. You don't just go there and begin to pray and pray in tongues and say people should come and vote for you. Angels don't vote. It's human beings that vote. But God can touch their heart. But you need to mobilize human beings to come and vote. Angels don't go on campaign. You human beings go on campaign. Angels don't paste posters. You print posters. And what do you use to print posters? Money. So how many people, Christian people, are raising money right now? Putting money away to support their brethren that contest the nation. You will not support them. Even when they come to your pulpit, you want the politicians to give you money. And that's what we do. Pastors. You want them to give you money. Instead of giving them money to support them, to go and contest and win, when they come to your pulpit, you ask them to give you money. Donate money to your church. You know why you're doing that? Ignorance and your low level of knowledge, mentality. You support them. Christians don't support their brethren to participate in politics. And yet, when they get there, they're the first people to condemn them when they make mistakes. There's so much I cannot say here because the man is hanging around me. I'd like to ask you to please pick this book, get in touch with us. If you want to enroll in the course, you can join us. May the Lord bless you. My name is Joseph Ibe.